This week, Apple sent out invites for an October 13th event where we expect the company to finally announce up to four new iPhone 12 models, and who knows, maybe a handful of other new products and accessories. Today, we're going to cover everything that we know about the new phones, as well as products that are right for an update during Apple's, what they're calling, high-speed event. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and this is Jason Squared. So, Perlow, let's start with the iPhone 12. What do we know? Well, Jason, I know that I already have two boxes, okay, of third-party iPhone 12 cases sitting here in my office, representing every single model, and I probably won't be able to use them for months, okay? But, you know, seriously, we've known a lot about these phones uh, for months due to tons of leaks over the last quarter. Yeah, it feels um, like there's been a ton of leaks this time around. There's like no... There's like no mystery left in this at all, okay? But uh, we suspect rather, okay, we know there will be four separate variants of the iPhone this time around. There's going to be the iPhone 12 mini, which is going to be 5.4 inches. So it's going to be smaller than last year's base level iPhone, which was, which was a 6.1. Um, the iPhone 12 will be 6.1 inches and will be a direct sequel to the iPhone 11. Um, there will be an iPhone 12 Pro, which is also 6.1 inches. Um, so both the iPhone 12 base model and the iPhone 12 Pro base model are 6.1 inches in diameter. Last year, the Pro was 5.8, so they've gone up a few centimeters um, for this. Um, it's got, of course, the iPhone 12 Pro has the more sophisticated camera setup. Uh, similar to last year's 5.8-inch iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, then we get the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is a whopping 6.7 inches in diameter. That's 0.2 inches in diameter greater than the iPhone 11 uh, Pro Max from last year. Uh, and it's supposed to have, you know, the same camera setup of the 12 Pro, but it's supposed to have a LiDAR scanner, which is what has, we've seen previously built, built into the, to the iPad Pro. Um, and that, you know, has essentially that that's used for AR contour mapping for 3D objects and might functions to help improve focus and depth with photography. But we don't really know what Apple's added to the software this year to, to do that. Um, most of those rumors seem to indicate that the 12, the regular 12 Pro, the 6.1 will also get that LiDAR sensor, but we're not 100 percent sure of that. Uh, the real big changes that affect customers this year is the addition of the 5G chip, yeah. uh, which and the reports seem to indicate that it's Qualcomm's X55 modem, which supports both sub six and MM wave networks. But we just we don't know uh, whether every phone in that line is going to support MM wave or just the upper end pro models. We're, we're just we're not going to know until they say anything, Jason. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro are going to be the same size this year. I think Apple is really going to have to demonstrate on stage, or it, actually in their video, they don't even have a stage wherever they're recording it. We've right. seen a couple online-only events from Apple now. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they'll have to demonstrate during the video what the true difference between those two devices are. Uh, from what I've read, I know that 
all four models are going to go to OLED displays. It'll be the first time the lower end models are moving away from LCD screens, which is a huge benefit for those people who want, you know, a better quality screen at a lower end price point. So I think that's a huge benefit there. But again, they need to differentiate between those two models that are exactly the same size. Is it just going to come down to camera? That, I mean, is that enough, really, you know? Um, as for what's powering the devices, we already know that Apple announced the iPad Air last month during their September 15th event. I think it was a Time Flies event. Um, in, in that iPad Air, the A14 processor was announced, and it's their 5 nanometer chip. It's, you know, it's supposed to be really fast, but they didn't really give us a whole lot of details. And I think what they're waiting for is to announce the iPhone 12 models. Granted, the iPad Air, the new model, is not out yet. They've announced it. They haven't released it. So I think they're waiting for the iPhone 12 to be the A14's really big come-out party, really tout the benefits, battery efficiency. I mean, if it does have millimeter wave and sub-6, all four models, you know, battery life is going to be a concern for anything with next-gen connectivity. Uh, so we'll have to see what they do there with that. I've also heard that the Pro models will have 6 gigabytes of RAM instead of 4 or 3 that they've had in the past. And I know that's something that'll make you pretty happy, Jason, more memory. Uh, I always like more memory. More memory, yeah. more better, Jason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think probably the most notable change we'll see this year, at least on the outside, um, in addition to an extra camera on the back with the LiDAR sensor on the Pro models, is the new phones are going to take the same iPad Pro design that Apple used in the iPad Air where it's almost iPhone 4, iPhone 5 like where they have the scratch. It's retro. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, yeah, what's old is new again, right? So they have the, instead of the rounded edges we have on the iPhone 11 design now, there's going to be squared edges, maybe chamfered edges like they had on the uh, iPhone 4. And, you know, it's going to have that more boxy look. I think one outlier that we kind of don't know about right now, and I think is just maybe wishful thinking on the media's part and, and uh, Apple fans' part, is whether or not they're going to use the same power button touch ID sensor that yeah. was announced with the iPad Air on these new iPhone 12 models and it may have been too late in the cycle for them to realize that a touch ID sensor is needed now that everyone's wearing face masks and face ID just is inconvenient when you're out in public but it, the design is there right the flat edge is there they already have the technology built into the iPad Air it would be great if they were able to make that transition over. So Jason, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I'm not really super excited about this year's iPhone just because we know everything about them now. The LiDAR will be nice, but I, I don't know in practicality if it's going to be that beneficial. I haven't found a real good use for it on the iPad Pro. I haven't been able to do anything really real with it. I haven't seen it affect photography, none of that stuff. I mean, if you're if you're an architect or something, you want a 3D map of the inside of a house or something or, or whatever, I see that being beneficial. But until I see some actual tangible use cases for that LiDAR sensor. I, I don't know what it's going to do for me. Uh, I don't, I mean, on paper, I mean, this is already a really big phone, right? And and, and, yeah. and I can, and when I got big hands, I can barely hold it, you know, in single-handed, right? Now, so it's going to be 0.2, uh, well, six, it's, this is a 6.5, it's going to be a 6.7. So it's going to be, I think that, that, that increased dimension is going to add quite a bit uh, to the footprint on the phone. Um, I don't know if I like that. Frankly, I think I, I think I was comfortable with how big this was. Um, you know, I've used some of the bigger Androids, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't carry them around all that often. You know, I just use them for testing. You know, this is what I'm comfortable grabbing sure. and, and using all the time. Have you um, uh, unboxed actual, any of those cases that you got? Have you unboxed any of those cases for the Pro Max, the 12 Pro Max? How are they? 
that much bigger than what you have in your hand now? Or have you checked that out? Um, well, I mean, you know, some of, like I said, the Huawei's and some of the other ones I've been playing with have been are around 6.7 inches in size. So they're they're big. But, you know, I, I, I just feel like bigger is not necessarily better. I would like to see sharper pixel density, but it doesn't sound like we're going to get that this year with the current crop of size, uh, Samsung display parts that Apple's going to use this year. I, the, the major improvement from what I understand from the display tech that they're going to use, other than going OLED across the board, which I'm glad that they did even for the yep. lower end model. Yeah, that's huge. Um, for the higher end model, there's really going to be no difference in display density. The main difference is that, as I understand, they can now print the digitizer on the display itself, the touchscreen digitizer on the display, so you don't need two separate layers when you're manufacturing the device. So that's good for Apple, right? It's a cost. It's probably a cost-saving measure. It's probably a space-saving measure. But in terms of functionality, I don't think it, it actually improves anything for a consumer. So we'll see what if they gain any battery space back from doing this, or I don't know what. I mean, we're just going to have to see. Yeah, I, you know, for me, I'm excited about the new design. I feel like this design is a little dated. I mean, we've had basically the same core design minus them taking away the Touch ID sensor and adding Face ID for a lot of years now. I mean, this looks just like the iPhone 8, iPhone 6 before that, you know, the, at, at its core. So there hasn't been much that's changed other than, than the camera array on the back. As far as LiDAR goes, maybe they'll have some fancy tricks for portrait mode and that'll really blow us away. Uh, you know, with depth perception and whatnot. But other than that, yeah, I, 5G, I don't have any 5G. I have no, I, I have no, I have no use for it at all. You know, it's funny, my, my mother-in-law uh, called my wife this morning to, to let me know that the new iPhone was coming out and I, and I should be aware of it. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's got 5G. I'm like, okay, but mom, there's like only one 5G transmitter in all of South Florida and it's 40 miles away from your house. You know, <laughs> so it's, 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 there's nothing that I'm particularly excited in terms of feature set on this device um you know i would if, if it has touch id built into that little power you know switch that'll be awesome yeah, you know i think that would huge, that would huge release. It, it would seal the deal for me because every time i go out and have to use apple pay in public or something or oh, i gotta use my i mean i'm getting more to the point where i'm using my watch um but the, the every time that you have to do you have your mask on and you're interacting with the with the with the unlock you know, you got to use the you got to use the keypad because it it won't work with 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 a full face mask on. So that will be great to have uh, if it's out. But like I said, there's not that. I mean, if you look at the I mean the A14X processor, it's supposed to be more efficient. Um, you know, in terms of the the some of the uh, the spy reports and some of the initial benchmarks, some people have gotten a hold of. It doesn't look tremendously faster than the A13 or the A12X. It's 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 just probably more efficient for certain types of operations. It may have, maybe it's got machine learning and AI stuff we don't know about. Yeah, I don't know? think we've and seen that, the full story cool. for that but yet. So that. I, I'm not going to pass judgment on it quite yet because Apple has only told us part of that story, and I, I fully expect them to reveal everything when they announce these phones. Um, but speaking of the A14, there's also a rumor they might be using it in the new Apple TV. Oh, thank God, Jason. I'm I so you you do. I, I have been waiting for this new Apple TV for so long. Yeah. Okay, it it's gotten ridiculous. And as you know, you know, we just finished that batch of reviews on the Chromecast and the um and the new Fire Stick. And while they're nice, um, they don't do everything I want. I, I and I'm an Apple guy. I'd rather have all Apple stuff and just and just make it consistent and everything functions and operates good with that you know i, mean, I don't want to have to go through workarounds and side loads and 
all sorts of BS just just to right. watch a movie or the subscriptions that I want. So, yes, the 14X is supposed to be in a, in a model of Apple TV. There may be more than one model. There may be a less powerful model with an A12 right. or an A10 or something, but there's supposed to be a 14X that will allow, uh, you know, first of all, to play HDR movies, which, you know, which which apparently the current Apple TV uh, really has trouble with at 4K resolutions. Um, you'll be able to play more dynamic games. You'll be able to use, you know, all the best top top end games for the iPad uh, and the iPhone uh, on a full screen thing. They're saying that potentially it might have a, an arcade controller that, that pairs with it other than, than just than Microsoft's or, or, or Sony's. So it'll be a full entertainment device. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a play to take if, on if comes out. casual gamers, right? It's going to be a gaming yeah. device. The more powerful one, at least that'll be the sales pitch on it. Integrated with Apple Arcade, which integrates with Apple One, their subscription service, all in one, Amazon Prime like uh, subscription. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they actually announce it this year. The rumors have gone back and forth to yes, it's coming this year. No, it's not coming till first quarter next year. So, it'll be interesting to see where they land on it. I really hope they announce it. It's long overdue. Like you, I've been using the new Chromecast just last night. My wife and I wanted to watch Ted Lasso, which is an Apple TV show. And yep. we had to switch back to a Fire TV nope. in order to watch it, which was frustrating because I really like the Chromecast. It's a really solid streaming device on its own. It is a very solid streaming device, but unfortunately, because of the way this in-app pur purchasing rule stuff works, that if you buy subscriptions through Apple TV, like I have, I bought, I bought my CBS uh, All Access and Showtime through Apple TV, through my Apple ID. And that has to be consumed through the Apple TV app. Um, if, if you were to activate subscriptions on the with Apple TV on the on the Play Store, Apple would have to pay Google commission, and it doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So I mean, that's they're going to have to come, if when... they do load something for Chromecast, it's going to have to be something like what what you know Amazon does, where you have to buy the subscriptions outside of the device yeah. to get around it. Apple doesn't like to do stuff like that. They 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 want to run the whole show, and and it's and it's understandable. But it's like I said. It, it, it's becoming a content war, and and like I said, I hope I hope the new Apple TV comes out soon. We know that one's pending. We've seen one in you know iOS thirteen point four uh, code samples that there is a model number that exists yes. for this thing. So and it's, there's one in development. Model. We just don't we just don't know when it, it, it's going to be out. I mean, yeah, they need a low end model to compete with the fifty dollar Chromecast with the forty dollar Fire Stick. They need something on that low end to compete, but they also want to do the high end stuff as well. I understand that. So another thing we've been hearing about for what, over a year now is something called AirTags. They're these little tile-like devices that you can put on, you know, random products you own, your backpack or maybe your tablet or, or something else that you could then use your iPhone to track down and locate using the iPhone 11 and presumably the iPhone 12's ultra-wideband chip inside that gives you precise location information about the device or the, you know, what it's connecting to. But presumably these will also use the Find My network of other iOS devices and Macs that yep. are out in public to locate lost devices once you mark it as lost, just like it does the iPhone and iPad and everything else right now. Like I said, we've been hearing about these for a year. We've seen some leaks that they look like basically a 50 cent piece, uh, about that size with a battery in it that you could replace once every year or two or however long they last. And it's possible we'll finally see them announced you know, at the event or leading into the event. There's a lot of stuff that has been rumored for quite a while now that I could see them announcing as press release 
items leading up to the event. So the, you know, the main show, so to speak, it focuses on their main products, the iPhone and maybe an Apple TV or something. But AirTags, I'm hoping to see them. What about you? I do want them. I want one to put one on my dog. I want to put one on my bag. I want to put one on, you know, everything I own. Right. So, yeah. I mean, look, consumer mesh, uh, you know, consumer grade mesh networking is something that is just on the horizon. We know that, look, Amazon's putting it in everything. Amazon's putting sidewalk, which is a similar type of technology in which, right. you know, you have, you're using Bluetooth low energy to transmit data, you know, small amounts of data over long distances. Um, that allows anything participating on the Amazon Prime cloud network to essentially swap data with other, each other in sort of like a hop kind of communications mechanism. Um, you know, Apple clearly wants to do this as well. We just don't know when this technology is going to be ready for everyone to use. Um, the ultra wideband chip in the iPhones now are currently being used for AirDrop, yeah, essentially, which... and, and, and some type of directional stuff. But it's really it really hasn't they really haven't taken advantage of the way that they should. No, they haven't at all. So another thing I think Apple kind of set the precedent for with the new Apple Watch is not including the wall adapter with new products. We expect them to carry that over to the No iPhones. more bricks. No yeah. more bricks. we got to pay for our own bricks now, Jason. Yeah, it's an environmental standpoint. I don't know about you, but I have plenty of their 5-watt adapters at yeah. home. I, I don't need any more. I understand it. Environmental-wise, it's supposed to save you know uh, quite a bit of plastic and other electronics, but also it's going to save the company a ton of money. Let's not forget about that aspect of it but instead of including a new wall adapter they might include a new cable is that right a braided cable that is supposed to be stronger and designed and that horrible apple cable that just completely i mean this thing just frays like constantly i mean if yeah. you look at the end of this it, after you know a couple months you know you're doing this enough it, it completely frays the edges you end up getting exposed wires and stuff and, and they're they're good for absolutely nothing um, after a couple of months of heavy use. So we've seen braided cables by OEMs, companies like Anchor, and you know all, all those kind of companies are making you know higher quality braided USB-C to lightning cables for well over a year now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the Apple One OEM one will be overpriced if you have to buy it separately, but who knows, maybe, maybe they might be reasonable this time. Yeah, I doubt it, I doubt yeah, it. Apple I... loves the markup on its accessories. So a braided cable from them is gonna see a sky high price. I, I can almost guarantee it. Yep, and, but I, I tell you what, um, you know, I, I'm actually very interested in is Apple's audio products. Yeah. Um, so we know, so last week, um, well, rather this week we heard, actually it happened I think at the end of September where they took all of the third party audio products off of their store um, from companies like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Logitech and, and, and some of the others. And, Sonos. Um, Sonos, yes. Um, and, and whoever else they deal with in, in the physical store, they've also ripped out all those products out of retail. So now only Apple branded and, and, and uh, Beats branded products are available to purchase from Apple from the audio side. So we know we believe an over-the-head headphone, you know, similar to the to one of these things, uh, is is going to be available. Uh, we think it's going to be coming out with the Apple brand on it. So it won't be Beats brand. It'll be an Apple branded high-end over-the-ear audio product. Is supposed to be due. Yeah, the uh, Air AirPod Studio is what the rumor is that they're called. Um, over-the-ear headphones have all the same features that AirPods Pro do: active noise cancellation, transparency mode, Hey Siri, the H1 chip, long battery life. All those things that make AirPods AirPods are supposed to be built into these over-the-ear headphones. Which, 
I'm excited about. I you know I. I'll like, buy one in two. I'll buy one in two seconds because I'm a Mac user and an iPhone user and an iPad user. I would. Why would I want to use an, an an Apple paired device? You know that's guaranteed to work properly. Yeah, and you know, you know if like, if they get the sound quality right, especially with the spatial audio that they released in iOS 14. I don't know if you've messed with that with your AirPods Pro. Um, it, it's it's an insane feature to use. You know, the yeah. sound truly follows your head, and with a more well-rounded over-the-air headphone setup. And it, it's going to sound great. I, at least I would assume it's going to sound great. And another audio product that they're rumored to, you know, be preparing, is a mini HomePod. So instead of the standard HomePod that they have now, which is still, you know, three hundred dollars or two hundred fifty dollars, whatever it's at, uh, a smaller version of it that would presumably be more competitively priced to go alongside, you know, Echoes and uh, Google's Nest speakers as well. So. Two audio products there. I don't know that either one of them really warrant taking every audio product out of your retail stores, but maybe there's something bigger that we're just not aware of yet. You know, Apple has been getting pretty good at keeping something secret. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's for the stuff that we think we know are, are absolutely coming out for sure, all those things. What do you think of the over and under on the air power being revived? Like, what, like 301 against or something like that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't see them doing anything like like i talked about it i think a few episodes ago i've been using the nomad base station pro which allows for free placement of up to three devices of course that doesn't include the apple watch because that uses its own proprietary charger and doesn't just work on qi charging but i you know what i would rather see apple do and it proves it can work like the the base station pro proves that this technology can work and is valid and there were some yeah. bugs at first but through i think i've installed two firmware updates now they've all been fixed and there's no issues. I would rather see Apple release AirPower without Apple Watch support and work its way mm. towards that. You know, have their own dedicated, that integrates with the OS because that was part of the, the offering, right? And that was part of the promise is that you would be able to tap your phone and see the charge level of every Apple device that was on the pad yeah. at the same time. So yeah. BaseStation Pro can't do that. But so I would love to see Apple take baby steps in getting towards adding Apple Watch support, release a two, uh, device air power and say you know we're still working on apple watch like just admit it they already admitted they can't do it by canceling the product but you know take take a few steps towards that do i think we're going to see it this year not at all it, i just i don't i mean there's been some leaks and rumors that it was coming and then it's not i i don't know i i see them just sticking to it being canceled and maybe you know down the road they'll surprise us with something else but right now i just don't see it happening but as far as anything else goes that Apple should announce, we should finally have a launch date for Apple One subscription, which they... Announced. I'm really looking forward to that, Jason, because that'll tie everything together. That'll make everything, you know, copacetic. It'll be a reason to have the new Apple TV, right. especially you have the new, uh, you know, exercise service, Fitness Plus, that will integrate with that in addition to Apple Arcade, in addition to Apple TV Plus, in addition to all the other, you know, streaming services you can run on that box. Yep. Um, I... I, I and I mean, and, and all the extra storage, and all the other, and all the other stuff it does. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to to Apple One. I'm really looking also forward to seeing whatever gets enhanced with Apple Card this year. It's a t it's time that we see some improvements in the service. So yeah, hopefully we do see some. We've we've done an episode on that, and we we yep. definitely both agree on uh, some improvements to Apple Card are needed, particularly being able to share the card with a family member. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, for the last thing that we normally see in October from Apple is some sort of Mac announcement. And this year, there's a big announcement waiting, and that is the first Apple Silicon Macs. However, 
I'm not sure we're going to see them in October. Uh, Bloomberg reported after the invites came out this week for the Apple iPhone event that they expect Macs to be announced in November, which I guess makes sense. This is already a pretty jam-filled, packed event already, and Apple Silicon is a huge launch for them. It's new territory. There's a lot of explanation that needs to go along with it for consumers and you know, touting the benefits and the trade-offs you're going to make in the interim, uh, jumping on that new platform. So there may be a third Apple event this year in November where we hear a lot about Macs and Apple Silicon in particular. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me, Jason. I mean, after all, I mean, it's not like Apple Macs are tied to the Christmas buying season or anything like that. So right. it, with them having it a month after, you know, the iPhone event, really, I don't think it's going to impact their, their financials very much for, for 2021, to be perfectly honest. So no. So any closing thoughts, Jason? Yep. Yep. I, 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 I'm not buying one. You know, but, uh, you know, I'm perfectly happy with my, my Intel, you know, 2019, 2020 Mac um, that I that I got for work. Um, I, I, I do want to see all those new Catalyst applications finally. That yeah. that would be nice. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't think nice reason to, to buy them. one, but, you know, it'd be good to see them at least. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have to buy an Apple Silicon Mac in order to use that. They, they would Probably with, not, no. With Big Sur, no. so... Um, yeah. yeah. So we don't quite know when the iPhones are going to launch. The iPhone 12 is going to launch. We current speculation is the iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone 12 will go on sale a few days after the event and then release, you know, about a week after that. However, the pro models current rumors indicate they may not go on sale until November, which would tie in no. nicely with a November Mac event as well, right? So it, it may be January before we see some of these phones. Right. On our I desk. may not be able to use one of these darn cases until January. That, <laughs> that's, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it, yeah, it, so. It's a different year. It definitely is as far as launches go and products and, and you know, just in so many different ways. And, and this new approach by Apple that they've been forced to take, you know, delaying the iPhone launch in general. Normally, we already have phones in our hands. Uh, by now. So it'll be interesting to see how far out the pro models really are because that's that's what I'm waiting for. I'm not going to jump on the 12 mini or the 12. I'm going to go for no, not, probably neither am I. the I'm, pro I'm, max. Yeah. yeah. My wife will probably end up getting a new iPhone early in Iowa, which is kind of, which would be kind of crazy. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com. Thank you.